0: I said it's only one. Oh, he ain't got it. He ain't got he it. Hurt his tongue. Welcome his back, tongue.
1: everyone. Today, we have a very special guest. He was born in the Bronx, but raised in Queens. He went from writing sport articles for print to hosting a radio show to now being the face of ESPN. He worked diligently to not only break stories, but analyze and debate about prominent players. He is the business of the sports business and is currently the executive producer and featured commentator of the very successful show First Take on ESPN. He also hosts the Stephen A. Smith show where he talks about various topics. He is known for his bold and authentic takes and his trusted voice in the world of media. Welcoming the one and only Stephen
2: A. Smith. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? That's what i You yeah, we we made saw. it. Yeah, man. Happy I told y'all day. be here for you, bro. Oh, oh, man. man. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, you made it, man. We appreciate it. Yes. No doubt. It. Look, we're not going to waste no time. We're going to get right into sure. it. Sure. Cool. So we seen, I see you on the podcast. I'm not sure if it was Matt Barnes mm-hmm. and Stack 5. Mm-hmm. And you were saying how you got back on first take. Right. With um, Skip and everybody. Yeah. Or Skip on how y'all started on first take. Yeah. It was a quick answer. Skip was upset and did about an hour on his podcast right. a rant. I wouldn't say a rant, whatever his point of view mm-hmm. was. Yeah, and he seemed to be upset about it. So you never responded. You're always on record saying so you're never going to disrespect Skip, which right. is cool. But I like to know what were the blurred lines between your story and his story.
2: Well, what happened is he thought that I was saying, and, and he apologized to me for the fairness to him. He thought that I was saying. Their show, his show before I arrived was failing and he desperately needed me. So he begged me to come on. That is not what I said. What I said was he came to me and said, I have taken this as far as I can take it. I'm doing fine. But to take this to another level, I need somebody sitting across from me that I can trust. And you're the only one that I can trust that's going to bring it every day, that's got the focus and the nacity and everything else that I have that I can trust will help me take that to the next level. Right. And so when I reminded him that that was what I said, he fessed up and acknowledged that there were people in his ear that was interpreting it differently and and it got to him and it hurt him a lot, and so he overreacted, and I said, cool. And I think that, you know, ultimately at that particular moment in time, listen, First Take has been incredibly successful without him, but it was also successful with him. And the one thing that Skip at the time and I always had a desire to was to work together again. And when that couldn't happen... Um, I think that was something that obviously disappointed him. And it disappointed me too, because I wanted him back with me at ESPN at the time. He wanted to be back with me, but it was something that we couldn't make materialize because a lot of people don't realize that when you're in this business, there's so much that goes into it. Like for example, you got a contract. Well, you got a negotiating window where you can talk to somebody else and you got to operate in good faith, which means you can't negotiate with anybody else at the same time, you can't have competition, right? Then not only that, Let's say, for example, you can't reach an agreement and you decide that you want to depart. Well, sometimes when you want to depart, you got to sit out for a certain period of time, which could ultimately compromise your success. If you recall, when Skip Bayless left First Take at ESPN, he departed in June of 2016. You never saw his face again until that September because his contract with ESPN didn't expire until then. And he wasn't allowed to be, to be, to work for anybody else until that period of time. And a lot of times in this industry, when you disappear out of sight, out of mind, and people are very, very hesitant to let that happen, which means that's why it doesn't happen too often. And that's what was going on. And so, Taking all of that into consideration, that was just something that he didn't want to do and he couldn't afford to do in his mind, and I understood that.
0: Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. when I see that, I was like, this is kind of going... Far, you, you gave like a three minute answer. and He went yeah. like to the whole. Well, I was hour. pissed. Yeah, I, I flew
2: out to L A. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went right there. I went to L A. You know, look. Now <laughs> that was in, in, the. go to his house or the office? Yes, his house. His I house? was in. I was in. I was in. I was going to L A. on business anyway. But I moved my flight <laughs> up. You know, and I went out there because I'm like, well, wait Pulled a minute. Down. You know, you my man. I've never disrespected you. I've yeah. never I've never I've never done anything like that right. for you to go. And that was my first question to him. I said I literally want to know what would make you take a 60 second Right. Remark. That's yeah. what and make that's it, it into a 45-minute... No, yeah, you know, it was an hour and two minutes. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe I was I'm saying,
0: listen. He went from the time, like, <laughs> it it was was, I, Steven, I'm like, yo, what? He was really upset. I thought ridiculous. it was a little bit of jealousy, my personal, right. opinion, yeah. personal opinion, because where you took first take, Mm-hmm. To where it was before. Right. I don't, you know, I'm don't. i not into the sure. ratings and everything, but yeah. it's not hard to see. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, we've been number one for 11 and a half years. Um, we started out number one with me and Skip for four. We've been number one in the last seven and a half since he's been gone. So it is what it is. Uh, but that doesn't take away anything from the fact that. I would not have been on first take if it were not for Absolutely. him. Absolutely, yeah. and, and that's why it doesn't matter what's going on or whatever. Me confronting you man to man is yeah. entirely different than what I'm going to say in front of the cameras. I will defend myself in front of anybody. Yeah. But in terms of me going on the attack... No, I'm very personal with shit like that. I will roll right up <laughs> on you. you have to just, go there. Exactly. To to <laughs> that was that was wild too. That was wild cuz I mean, me, listen, I'm a reporter and I got a job to do and and listen, I'm and listen, we all from the streets, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times the people Think it's about it's about getting yeah who, whose ass can you whip? No, it's not. It's about what you taking what you willing to take an ass whipping for. Where do you stand on your principles? I like push that, push that push one. Right. I like that one And works. so it's not it's not a matter of whether you can beat somebody, whether you can fight somebody, or whatever. It's about the fact you ain't backing down when you know you're right. Yeah. And in the case of Allen Iverson, that was many years ago. Knowing the love that I have yeah, for this that man, heard, that's that my I little brother. It, right. He was hurt over what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't realizing I really didn't say anything. I was really saying you got to stop partying. and You got to focus on what you got to do. That's all I really said. I gave no details. But other cats got in his ear. We hadn't spoken because he departed from the 60s. He was gone for eight months. And then I'm in Atlanta one day, and they were like, yo, man, you, you know, I was on my way to Atlanta. Rather, they were like, "Yo, man, you, you know, you got to stay out of that city." AI, then, you know, he, <laughs> that's he, how they he, talk he, to he me. Like this, he's there. And he, and he looking for you, yeah. and, and, and if him and the crew find you, yeah. and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So that I said, "Like I I up, talk I to me." I moved up <laughs> that flight. Yeah. I moved up that flight, and I rolled to Atlanta looking for him, and and I and we found each other, and. I, I I will tell you that was a total change because when I saw him and I spoke to him, I never felt so bad in my career. Yeah. What happened is he looked me dead in the face. He said, I don't give a shit about the article, man. It's that it was your name. It was you. He said, that's what hurt me. It's, I don't care what anybody says. Somebody True else have said that story. He said it, it was because it was you. And I yeah. said, I feel you. Yeah. But what did I say? read the article. I really didn't say anything. But I understood at that moment in time how much love he had for me and how that I was capable of hurting him. And I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And so when it was like that, I just said to myself, you know something? I understand it's a rare, rare moment in this industry, but our relationship is on a different mm-hmm. level. And so he's the kind of person that I can, or rather I'm the kind for him, I'm one of the few people on the planet that can pull him aside and tell him anything, yeah. talk to him about anything because of the relationship of the brotherhood that we got, he's like a little brother to me. So because of that, it's like, all right, the hell with all of this journalism stuff or whatever. It's on another level with me and him. And from this day forward, anything that I say is gonna be to him. Yeah. Right. I got nothing to say about him unless right. it's to him. Right. And so from that point forward, you know, he retired thereafter. We talk at least two, three times a month. He's always calling me. and I'm always calling him, checking up on each other. And that's our relationship.
0: Yeah, we love our life. One yeah. more thing before we move on to the sure. next. Mm-hmm. With being what's going on with everything with Skip and sharing everything, would yeah. you want to work with Skip again now?
2: No, but it has nothing to really do. It, 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 seriously, it has, it has nothing to do. No. No. That, that, strong strong no. but that has nothing to do with Skip. Okay, yo, know, fellas, I mean, listen, I mean, not to cut
0: you up. I know his contracts and everything. Else. Everything does, is clear out the way right. contractually, right. and y'all had the opportunity to work today. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Because, Would you
3: send somebody to work with Skip? Yeah,
0: but I want to hear his reason why not.
3: All right.
2: My life has moved in a different direction. I'm not just the host of First Take. I'm the executive producer. I got my own production mm-hmm. company. I got my own podcast that I own and operate. I'm doing a little acting these days. I got a recurring role on a soap opera, yeah, General Hospital. Yeah. I mean, not, I never tried. I never <laughs> took an acting lesson in my life. I need to. I need to. Know. I need help. But right. the point is, is that I'm doing a lot of things now, and it's important to me to do that on my own now. When That's, I think yeah. about me on First Take, I honestly view myself as somebody that's facilitating success for a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. that I'm bringing on the show. I got mine. Yeah. And so because I got mine and I was able to accomplish and do what I do, it's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out to do different things. Now, if you notice I brought that cat, Kenny Beecham, that's got his own spot on YouTube right now yeah. as a basketball guru. I'm looking for young talent that I'm going to bring on and stuff like that. I see people that work for ESPN, mm-hmm. Ryan Clark, Marcus Spears and others. I'm looking at their success. Well, it grew on first take in yeah. part. And so for me, knowing the executives, having the relationships that I have, speaking up for Cats, you see ladies like Monica McNutt and Kimberly Martin and others and, and Mina Kimes and people like that, or Dan Orlowski even. It's not just the brothers It's black, It's white, It's male, It's female. Molly's still with me on, on first take. I, I'm looking at myself as a person that's going to do everything that I can to set up opportunities, not just for people who are there with me, but folks who want to come up. Yeah. You, one day, you're gonna be that's there. Matters. You know, if, if I can have anything to say about it, I'm just looking for opportunities. I'm looking at y'all, I'm looking at everybody. Cam knows, you know, you roll up on me, yo, man, I need, I need your advice. I need your, here it is. Yeah. No problem. I definitely call it's, for it's, advice it's all about that. Because if I'm not doing that, then what purpose do I serve? I've been very blessed and fortunate enough to achieve a level of success that most people in my industry have achieve I'm not going to do that and be at the top all by myself. I want to bring as many people with me as I possibly can. As mm-hmm. many of us as I possibly can. I ain't apologize for that shit to nobody. Yeah. I certainly yeah. want to facilitate success for a lot of people, but especially my brothers and sisters. That's just the way that I roll. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be able to help cats along the way, I'm good with that because mm-hmm. I got other visions. I've got other dreams and aspirations that I'm after. Cool. That's why I wouldn't work with Skip. Got mm-hmm. you.
0: Before we go into any athletes, I want to talk about a few of your contemporaries. Sure. So it's no secret that after a couple years you didn't want Max Kellerman on the show. Right, correct. A lot of people would be like, Stephen A got Max kicked off the show. Why'd he get Max kicked off the show? I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it when Max left first take. The very next week he was on two different shows on ESPN. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I want to ask you is this. Before Max left first take, did you make sure that he had another slot on ESPN with another job? Or was you like... Figure it out. We done this two, three I years. Absolutely, from five I
2: years. absolutely knew that he had landed spots. Okay. I absolutely knew that he had landed spots. And I don't like talking about it too much because people try to make it to, into something that it isn't. Yeah. I right. do not dislike Max. I right. do not hate Max, nothing like that. I certainly didn't want him fired and to be without a job. Right. I did not want to work with him anymore. Right. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I thought that we had reached our limit. Mm-hmm. I thought that the show was stale and it needed a change with us. Yeah. I was even willing to leave first take. If you wanted to keep him there, let him do first take. I knew that we together would not win. Right. And because of that, I'm, I let them know this is what I feel. Now you do what you want to do. You keep him, you keep me, you move him, you move me, whatever decision you make. But I'm telling you where I stand, fully aware of the fact that once they made that decision, he was going to be all right. He had his dollars. He had his contract. He wasn't going That's anywhere. Mm-hmm. He wasn't look, going anywhere. Right. And so to me it was all about me making it clear I didn't want to work with him anymore because I didn't believe we could win together mm-hmm. anymore. And the, the the discomfort and all of that other stuff, it really didn't matter to me because I had told him this to his face. Mm-hmm. On many occasions, he I, understood exactly te- the way I felt. I've seen 10 episodes myself yeah. where you explain? it. right, and I told right. him. Do yeah. you think he felt the same? No. No. But I don't care. Wow. I still don't care. I don't, I don't care because I meant what I said. I'm trying to win. Yeah. And if I feel like the formula, is a losing formula, then I'm going to change. We watch sports. We talk about sports all the time. You know what? This cast that LeBron love, how come they ended up off of Cleveland? How come they ended up out of Miami? How come they end up out of yeah, L.A.? Because whatever. they didn't contribute to a winning formula. The Absolutely. same with D-Wade. The same with Kobe. The same with Shaq. The same with MJ. The same with everybody. When you're trying to win, Okay, complacency and just collecting the check ain't cutting it. And so to me, if you're going to reach a point where you don't believe that you can get it done together, if you're trying to win, you care. If you're trying to get paid and that's all you care about, then you don't care. Now, I can't speak for what he felt, but I let him know what I felt. And that's why I've never harbored a scintilla of guilt. I said what I meant. I meant what I said. I didn't say he wasn't a talent. I didn't say he should not have a job. I didn't say that he shouldn't make his paper. I said none of those things. Mm -hmm. All I ever said was he and I don't work together. Let him work with somebody else. He worked with Marcellus Wiley or somebody. He might do some things. (laughs) He worked with Shannon Sharp or somebody. He might do some things. He worked with other people. He might do some things. With me, he and I did not work for me anymore because I knew that that wasn't going to be a winning formula.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Let me get one more. One more of your contemporaries. Um, so this is Cam's opinion. So he's at twenty years straight. Brian mm-hmm. Winhurst.
2: great job <laughs> he does
0: for ESPN. Right. But my thing with him is how he got to ESPN. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get your opinion on this because mm-hmm. to me, in the outside looking in, I may be oblivious and don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. of this. But it looked like to me you're from Cleveland or Ohio in that area. You mm-hmm. follow LeBron James around. Mm-hmm for his high school career, Mm -hmm. and then when LeBron gets to the NBA because of the big name he is, that you get a job automatically on ESPN Mm -hmm. without doing the other work that you or anybody else may have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair, and I don't know if that's how it went. Mm -hmm. If that is how it went, he gets this job because of LeBron. How do you feel about that?
2: Well, a couple of things. Number one, I think that Brian Windhorst is a sensational basketball analyst. I think ESPN. he's great what he's been he doing. Does, he, does, he does a great job. He really, really does. I right. love having him on my shows. Right. I can tell you, he's never disappointed me. Absolutely. That's number one. Number two, I don't know all the particulars of what he was doing before he got to ESPN. Okay. Here's what I would tell you. You might be blaming the wrong person. Okay. How about blame LeBron? Explain See, we why. don't talk. We don't yeah, talk I, yeah, about it. We, we, we don't talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I would like to hear this. Brian Wintors, first of all, one of the things about ESPN, understand something. We don't keep scrubs. You right. might get through the door for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ain't lasting unless you can get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of cats at ESPN that can get it done, and right. Brian Wintors is one of them. You listen to this brother, it, it, it speaks for yeah, itself. And not the country. And that
0: it, was that was what I was saying. He does a great job. Right. It, my I know you said was. That.
2: How did he get in the door? But my point gotcha. is this. Mm-hmm. If you get in the door because we <laughs> decide right. – if you get in the door because you decide to turn LeBron into a beat, mm-hmm. meaning instead of covering the team, cover him, right. you're going to pick the person most identifiable with him. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's fine. No problem at all. Again, I don't know if that's the case, right. but let's just take your hypothetical because it could be right. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I just that. know he does a great job for us. But what I would say to you is this. We live in a day and age, particularly when it comes to black folks in this industry. Say what you want about MJ, but who was his man? It was Amar Rashad. Amar Rashad was a former NFL player. Right. But he was at NBC, and everybody knew, you want to talk to MJ – Amar Rashad was his guy. You know, you look at at Shaq, you look at Kobe, you know, they spoke to me. You know, they spoke to other people. They spoke to me. Those are my boys. AI, needless to say, et cetera, et cetera. LeBron James, Brian Wintors, and Rachel Nichols. That's your call. You got every right to do what you do. But I'm just saying, to you, and I've said this before, I said, listen, there's no shade. There's no knock on anybody. Everybody can do what they want to do. But I'm in Miami. What did you say? Cameron I was like, yo, dog, you would be free. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Consider it done. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You got people that you look out for, and you want to big up the industry. And one of the things that I said uh, you know, to LeBron, a lot of people sit up there and say to me, yo, man, y'all never sit down. You ain't sit down with LeBron in the longest time, really, since I called him out about his performance against the Dallas Mavericks right. in the NBA Finals. But I'm cool as hell with LeBron. He's cool people. He's good, be a great role model. But we don't rap like that. We just cordial, respectful, and we we keep our separate ways. But my issue was, where's the brother or sister that's attached to you? Right. I've yeah. seen, yeah. You, say, say, I've a, seen a, you say that, on, that many,
0: on many occasions. I wasn't sure exactly. I can't remember what it was, but superstars, like you said, to have a liaison, so to speak, like yourself or mm-hmm. like Muhammad Ali. I told you, I said yourself. it doesn't
2: need to be me. Does, right. I like this. I wasn't yeah. so speaking up for myself. Right. You know, you got cast like Chris Haynes that's working for the NBA, and does great work on TNT. Yeah. You got Marcus mm-hmm. Spears who's been covering the NBA for us, for, for the Undefeated and all of that stuff, you know, and, and, and all of this other stuff for ESPN along with a host of others. Chris Boussard was at ESPN mm-hmm. before he went to Fox. Fox. You yeah. know, he was he was working. He used to work in Akron, Ohio. Right. He used to work for the Akron Beacon Journal. We used to do work on the Cavaliers and stuff like that. So when you look at certain cats and it's like, again, I would pick up the phone, call Dwayne Way, what you need? Right. Floyd Money Mayweather, what you need? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a whole bunch of athletes I'm calling. It's like, yo, yeah, you talk to everybody, but you understand the climate that we're living in, the trials and tribulations that we have to go through as minorities in this nation, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you look at white guys, who are they talking to? Who's the brother or sister that's their liaison? Right. I haven't seen one understand? You know, there's always one of them. Yeah, right. But when right. it comes to us, that ain't always the case. And so mm-hmm. for me, I wouldn't look at Wintors. I wouldn't yeah. look at any of these cats. I would look directly at the athlete because I'm telling you so right now, me being in a position that I am in, guess what? I'm speaking to you. Guess who I'm going to be speaking to a few days, a few, uh, a few hours or a day or so later. It's going to be the sports brothers here in Miami. Why? Because they were on in the graveyard shift, they wanted wow. midnight, mm-hmm. asked them. Wow. They asked me to come on. I came on live at 2 a.m. Wow. 2 a.m. Wow. Wow. Why? Because they were young brothers trying to make it. Right. And they asked me to do them that favor. And I stayed up and I did it just to help them. Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas, the great Isaiah Thomas, two-time NBA champion, national champion in Indiana, Hall of Famer, one of mm-hmm. the greatest point guards ever. Gave me my first NBA interview. I was a high school reporter. Wow. He stopped the media session and walked over to me and said, what you need, young fella? That was the first time I ever met Isaiah Thomas wow. in 1993. Wow. I remember stuff like that. Right. People sit up there and you got Jordan and you got a Marvel shot and all this. But he's MJ. He got the Jordan brand. Well, I got him on speed dial. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's me. He right. don't do that for everybody. Right. Yeah. He like, I'm not. Ramar Rashad, I'm yeah. not. Michael Wilbon, right. but yeah. outside of those two, I'm me. And Michael Jordan got that kind of love for me. Kobe, God rest his soul, the Black Mamba. Right. How many times you've seen me doing interviews right. with him? He yeah. ain't talking to the media. He go and talk. But, nah, that's Stephen A. Come here. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's stuff like that. And what I do is I pay it forward. The same thing that they did for me, I try to do for cats in this industry. That's what it's about. Now, either you got that in your soul or you don't. Right. Mm. That's what's up.
0: So, look, let's move on. Yeah. You have the same view as us up here with Scotty Pippen, yeah. with this nonsense going on with yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We're a little more raunchy than you are on our show. Yeah. Y'all can be. Yeah, we can. I went <laughs> to the mouse. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I went right the mouse. But we, but <laughs> we, what, what, what we want to know is because right. we got our own opinion. Right. Do you think this place is coming purely from basketball or that Michael Jordan is dating his baby's mother?
2: Michael Jordan, son,
0: son, no. pardon me, is dating his baby's mother, and okay. ex-wife. Yeah, and yeah. Wife. yeah. Do you think all this hate towards Michael Jordan is of that, or it's just purely basketball? But Scotty makes it like it's only basketball, and I think no. it's some things that's outside of basketball. I don't,
2: I don't know the answer to, my, to that question. I addressed it on my podcast, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith show, and I just said, "Yo, is it that?" I did ask the question because mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. What I do know is that. You're a six-time champion. This man was your teammate and the star of the team that you were on all six championships. You know, he was there when you had the migraine and couldn't show up. He wasn't there when you quit and refused to enter the game because Phil Jackson had called the last play for you. He was there telling you don't sign that contract that you elected to sign and felt underpaid by. He was there for all that. And, you know, to me, to just go off on MJ like this now—it's like, wait a minute. You know, I saw when you kicked up your sneakers, showed you were wearing the Jordans, begging them to come yeah, back. We got yeah. I saw all, all of that. that. So exactly. I mean, I mean, come mm-hmm. on, man, what you doing? And so I, I mean, it was really unfortunate that Scotty would do that. I don't know the answer to that question as a reporter, but I will tell you this: as a man, it's not far-fetched. Mm-hmm. If 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 I got an issue with you. I'm jealous. I don't make your money. I feel Mm -hmm. you should have looked out for me better than you may have. Um, You know, the last dance, you had editorial control over that. And look at how you portrayed me in that in my mind. Yeah, that might agitate Mm -hmm. me. No doubt about it. But if that agitates you, I can't imagine how his son hooking up with your ex-wife. Right. Would not agitate you. Now maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, some of us are some of some of us are made from a different cloth. If I'm with you, I'm with you. If I'm not with you, I have my time. Live your life, right. you know. Yeah. But there are some other people, some other men, that have a very, very difficult time moving on um, in that regard. That's not unreasonable. But I don't get into it because. That's so personal, right? And if he did feel that way, yeah. you sort of can't blame him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can't control his son, you know, because it's been—it's entirely possible. The son, the father would have went to the son, and the son like, yo, dad, I love you, man. I'm a grown man, and right. this is yeah. what I want to do. That is possible. But I'm just saying that you, you, we just don't know, and and, and I don't want to—I don't want to speculate because you know, I wouldn't even blame him. I wouldn't even blame him if he, if he did feel yeah. that way. I really wouldn't. That shit, cause he. I can see Mike going to him, and I can see
0: his son just saying. That shit is cause Scotty is mad because he team. That's my opinion. That Scotty's upset, like you said. You can't be mad at Scotty, but yo, your hand, your acting—it see, just it, it, it sounds so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Mike, a and, horrible player. It, it's, yeah, really? horrible player really? is ridiculous, really? man. It's you like the greatest player
2: who's ever lived. You know, you came into the league averaging seven. Michael Jordan averaged twenty-eight his rookie year. Yeah, right. his rookie year. Yeah, right. ten-time scoring champion, nine-time All-NBA defensive player, six-time champion, six NBA Finals MVPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Really? Yeah. Really? That's what we're doing? Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's clear to
3: me. Yeah. If you ask me, it's, yeah, clear. I mean, it's, it's definitely over women. And I understand that because I went through
2: that a lot. I don't think it's the only thing, though. It's yeah. got to be some, some of it's got to be the envy part because, listen, remember, Michael Jordan owns the or- Jordan brand, and he's one of the few black billionaires in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen was working for the Bulls to make a paycheck at one point in time. So let's understand, their are oceans I didn't apart. I not know that. They're oceans wow. apart. He used to work, wow. when he first retired, he was working for the Bulls. Okay. He was working for the Bulls. What was he doing? I don't even know. Something <laughs> community affairs or whatever. I don't the hell <laughs> it but, <laughs> but it wasn't as an community assistant <laughs> coach. It was, as well. Yo, it wasn't as an assistant coach. <laughs> it wasn't as a player personnel dude. It wasn't as an assistant to the VP or the really? GM. It wasn't wow. none of that. right. It wasn't none of that. Gotcha. Really, it wasn't. Cool. So,
0: what I wanted to ask you now, I want to move on to Bob Myers. Sure. So he's leaving. He left Golden State. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen you allude that um, the owner's son may be moving into the GM. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Bob Myers wants to get out of get the hell out of there because players are getting older, contracts are coming up, and I think he gets really personal with his players. Even like real quick, even like when Kevin Durant towards achilles or whatever he's up there crying yeah. and really emotionally involved with the players yeah. i believe that draymond's contract is coming up soon clay's contract is coming up soon and they're going to want to get paid because they have personal relationship with Bob Myers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has any part of him leaving?
2: You can make an argument about that. I would respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. But, and I say respectfully because I understand it's a very reasonable conclusion to draw. Right. But I think, here's what I think, and this is just my personal opinion, as somebody that knows the owner, I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. cool with Joe right. Um, I'm very cool with Draymond and those guys. And here's the deal. And I know Bob Myers very well. When you're working for an owner, Joe Lakeup is demanding, that brother ain't playing, he wanna win. He he wants to eclipse mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers for the most championships in NBA history. We both got 17. He not BSing. I mean, he is he will take his money and pour it right back into the franchise because the franchise in itself, its value elevates, and as a result, you know, you make your money that way. But he's not playing. He don't care. He don't care about spending three hundred, four hundred million 400 million in luxury tax. He don't care. I right. mean, he's that, he's that fixated on winning. That's a pressure cooker of a situation mm-hmm. to live in, right. especially when he has two children who want to do your job right? in Kirk and Kent, mm-hmm. more so Kent, you know, running the G League operations, et cetera, et cetera. You got cast that really, really believe they can do this. And so that's his children. They're the heir apparent. Mm-hmm. You know that if you Bob Myers, mm-hmm. you don't want four championships you won you know been the six in the last nine years nba mm-hmm. finals that is what else do i have to prove why why be here for this you gotcha. see what i'm saying and so what you want to do is you want to position yourself to get a better situation could be the clippers All right could be the phoenix suns but what you do is you start off at a place that don't have a championship on their resume, in the Clippers' case, ever, and in the Suns' case, recent memory. And so, if you have that going on for yourself, then you're able to position yourself based on the credentials that you built at that pressure cooker to sit up there and say, "I have a more peaceful scenario, a more tranquil scenario with not as much pressure." Gotcha. And I think that, to me, and my, I haven't spoken to him about that as of yet, but to me, I would surmise that that played a bigger role than what you what you expressed.
0: Gotcha. Why don't you think they're giving Mark Jackson a job or offering him a job?
2: In I NBA? think I, my personal opinion is that Mark Jackson expressed some things when he was the coach of the Golden State Warriors that turned some people off and they haven't forgiven him. Right. Uh, you know, I understand that the, the times that we're living in the woke culture and all of that stuff, you got xenophobia, you got transphobia, you got homophobia and all of that stuff going on. But back then, You know, Mm -hmm. it was really just beginning. And him being a religious brother that had endured some trials and tribulations and found God and was more religious than ever before, my personal opinion is that Mark Jackson spoke out about some things, turned a few folks off, and they never let it go. And so I think because there's no excuse for him not to have had a head coaching job by now, considering the job he did in Golden State, that set things up for Steve Kerr, and B, the success that Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors have had. Tradition shows that if you have that kind of success, then what somebody would say is, look at the success Golden State is having. I know Mark Jackson was going, but he's the one that put all of this stuff in play. Mm-hmm. And so because he put all of this stuff in play, you know, Draymond Green, Whit Clay, a couple of years after Steph arrived, you know, because all of this stuff was put in play, Mark Jackson's got something to do with it. Let him do it for us. That's what would usually happen that did not happen in this particular situation. I believe that's the reason why
3: so so why doesn't that transfer forward? You said you made notion of Bob Myers and how he's able to go to another team. Why isn't Mark Jackson, you think been able to go to I'm another saying team that uh, to be if quite, put all that together. I'm
2: saying I'm saying what I said. Mark Jackson spoke out. If you remember, you know, um, you know, uh, of course, they wanted him to do some things. They would like to talk to whatever. He's very dogged, very strong willed and wants to do things his way. wanted certain assistant coaches. But he had also spoken out when people were celebrating the president coming out and acknowledging that he was homosexual, Mark. Mark didn't vibe with that at the time. And so because of that, again, that's just my personal opinion. It's Mm -hmm. something that I've said on TV in the past, where when you you echo certain sentiments, if the industry turns against you because of it, it's pretty hard to be re-embraced by that industry. And I think that's the challenge that he's been dealing with. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Although no one will admit it.
0: Right. And I already kind of assumed that, but nobody likes to talk about it. Let me ask you this. What do you feel about players missing games, and not giving explanations of why they miss games and then get mad at media for assuming whatever they want to assume.
2: Well, first of all, I think they're full of it. Mm -hmm. um, And I don't like it. And, I'm going to call their asses <laughs> out every chance I get. Yeah. You know, I don't care. No, you know, because we said the, some
0: things, not to cut you off, we said yeah. some things about, you know, when Andrew Wiggins missed games and nobody yeah. knew what was going on, so they're like, oh, y'all jumping the gun. Well, but the whole thing is with us, we're like, if you don't explain to us, we're going to assume right? because we're, yeah. we're not been to the as long as you I'm right. not
2: talking about something like that. Like, right. for example, Andrew Wiggins had some family issues going on that were very personal. Right. You don't want to talk about that, that's fine. Right. I'm gone because of a family matter. Right. You're not saying I'm gone because, you know, you're not on drugs and not telling the world right. you're on right. drugs or alcohol. In the beginning, or yeah. or In the like beginning that. it
0: right. wasn't no family matter. It just said he's missing. It right. was like And so
2: they too- shouldn't do that, but the teams have their way of doing things, and a lot of times the players do get a bad rap because the teams are the ones that control okay. their message instead of them. Gotcha. A lot of times when they're skipping time, it's because the team set up there and said, you ain't playing strength and conditioning coaches and stuff like that. Team doctors, we signed you to this contract. They're trying to preserve you for it. We we make our most money come playoff time. We need you there. We don't need you out there now. There are teams that put their fingerprints on things and influence stuff to some degree. So that's accurate. I'm talking about the players that – you know, you going home in April every yeah, year right. and you exercising low management during the season. Right. Or even if you go mm-hmm. into the playoffs and, you know, you missing 20, 25 games. But you on the bench in street clothes. Right. you clearly healthy. you smiling, chilling, living <laughs> your life. Happened. Fans came through the turnstiles mm-hmm. to see you. They got no yeah. heads up, no warning whatsoever mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be playing And you don't seem to give a shit. Now, that's a problem. That's something that has to change. You can't have that going on. You can show – if you – listen, my attitude is this. You're getting a minimum of five months off. you Get a minimum of five months off in most situations. 28 of the 30 teams getting about five months off a year. During the season, you ain't practicing every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're talking about a league that was built on cats that had to fly commercial. They didn't have chartered flights. They didn't have first class. They weren't sleeping in five star hotels. They didn't get a per diem. They didn't have massage therapists, people for pedicures, manicures, and all (laughs) this stuff. They didn't have all of that. All right? You get everything. You get everything. And you're still taking time off. And if you add it all up, if you add it all up, Take the five to six months a year you got off. Mm-hmm. Combined with the time you taking taken off, you really, most of them really working four, five months a year. Yeah. Right. And getting paid nine figures. Yeah. Right. Average salary in the NBA is $10 million per year. Yeah. And you trying to tell me that you can't show up right. Right. 82 nights a year, even if you go on the court for 10 minutes. Right. You can't mm-hmm. just show up. Now, nah, come on, man. I'm not buying that. And I think they do need to be held accountable for it. Gotcha. But how? Well, what again, I don't know how you can do that because, again, mm-hmm. once their contracts are guaranteed and all that stuff. Me personally, I would have messed with their money. I right. yeah. would have messed with their money. Mm-hmm. And I would be like this. Yo, man, you're you going to sit on a bench? now and that, you're going to sign some autographs. You're going to take some pictures. Right. You're going to do something. You're going to do something to earn this money. Right. Because remember, the people ain't coming through the turnstiles just to watch you play basketball. They came to see you. Right. Yeah. And so remember how Steph Curry, who's class personified, yeah. by the way, remember how Steve Kerr sat him out. And it was this little girl that they showed on TV that was crying her heart out because she came to see Steph Curry. Well, the next time Steph Curry came to town, she was there. And they mm-hmm. made sure, you know, he went to see her, gave her a hug, took pictures with her, hung out with her. I think, a matter of fact, she might have yeah. came to San Francisco to watch him play because she was so heartbroken. His heart was in the right place, mm-hmm. so he made up for it. You see what I'm saying? Because he didn't know. Right. But the point is, you got some players, not all, not most, but you got some players that don't give a damn. And if you don't give a damn, then we don't need to give a damn about paying you sometimes. We need to affect your money. We need to make sure that you're going to care about it as much as you want the fans to care about it. Because remember, everybody don't get to afford to see the playoffs. I go for free. I don't pay. I got that kind of access to it. A lot of people do. Millions upon millions of people only get to see them that one time. Mm -hmm. And it's a damn shame that they don't think about that in this day and age. But there are plenty of players who do not think about that, and that is the shame.
0: Yeah. Cool. Now, if you didn't know, you're sitting next to this year's NAACP Journalism Award winner.
2: Congratulations. And she added a couple questions
0: she wanted to ask you. So before we go to break, try to ask them a couple of your questions. Okay,
1: so we're just going to get straight into it. So we're at the point where regardless of what you say, people want to listen to your voice. Mason Cam say they can't get canceled. They cancel themselves. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's the same for you?
2: No, I don't feel like it's the same for me because I think that when you're associated with Walt Disney, You know, the one thing about me that I think that I praise myself for is that I maneuver through a minefield every day. Um, How do I be a real and true, as authentic as I can possibly be while still operating under the confines of corporate America? And. Walt Disney is the very personification of corporate America. You got shareholders to consider, you know, not just the employees and the contemporaries that you work with. And when you've got shareholders, it's about the bottom line And anything, the slightest little thing that affects their image can influence the stock market. And that's what you have to be mindful of. Now you can have this attitude that you don't care, you don't give a damn, and that's true, that's true. But here's the flip side. To be in the position that i'm in understand outside of my talents as a journalist writer reporter pundit whatever the biggest reason that i'm successful is that i've proven i can be trusted you know i'm going to show up to work every day Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to give it all i have and you know i'm going to represent us in the best fashion imaginable why do i accept that responsibility because the treasures of the world the mazes of the world the cameron's of the world on the come up and when you coming up and you're next in line potentially if i act up i mess it up for everybody and so for me i accept that accountability where i'm hard is when you have brothers that are pioneers that have done it and not even pioneers but they followed up pioneers they know the responsibility and they don't care and they know it's going to cost other people. Now, I understand you got to have a level of intestinal fortitude. You got to be able to take it. And some people just can't because the frustrations of corporate America can creep up on you. I get that. But it's a difference between making a mistake, slipping. And there's, that's different than I don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm about me. I'm about mine. I'm about being real and it's authentic. that, Y'all 40. I'm real. I'm raw. Really? You can be, be real in a lot of ways. You can be yeah. real stupid. You can be real dumb. You can be real selfish. You could be real broke. You can be real unemployed. Yeah. You yeah. can be a whole bunch of real things. And so to me, it's important that I make sure I'm still that brother from the Bronx, raised in Hollis, Queens, from the streets of New York. I'm a brother to the core. I love nothing. There's nothing in this world that I want more than that. I love more than being black. I love that shit. But in the same breath, having said all of that, I understand that my responsibility is to facilitate opportunities for others on the come up by showing corporate America, yes, you can trust me you can trust me, therefore you can trust a lot of us. So don't use it as an excuse to close the door the second one person makes a mistake, because I'm here and I'm showing you, I don't necessarily, I will not necessarily make those mistakes. And there's a whole bunch of others that won't either to make sure we fuel that machine that buffers your bottom line and therefore buffers our bottom line. And that's what I live by.
1: Okay. Very, very, very good point. Okay. So you touched a little bit on it, but do you feel fulfilled with your career? Nobody ever speaks of an end, but have you ever thought about walking away?
2: No, I've never thought about walking away from the business. I've thought about walking away from a particular job. Mm -hmm. I've thought about walking away from first take or I've thought about walking away from NBA countdown. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even thought about walking away from sports from time to time. It's something I never fathomed doing because I love sports so much. But new challenges are things that I like to embrace. Make no mistake about that. But I've never thought about walking away from the industry. I've never thought thought about, okay, no one needs to hear my voice. Let me be silent and disappear and go into the twilight. That's not me. Because I I believe in myself. I believe in the impact that I have had and can continue to have. I believe in the kind of difference and the game changer that I can contribute to being one of many of us out here. And I think that it's important for me to be that conduit. Because if I'm here and I'm present and I'm relevant, I can help more people that way than if I faded into the twilight and then somebody just picked up the phone from time to time. The more conspicuous, the more present you are, the more omnipotent you are, the more people are gonna reach out to you because they're gonna say you're that guy and I'm positioned to give advice. So when the time comes and it really is time for me to walk away, I can look at it with a smile on my face, knowing how many brothers and sisters I helped along the way to get to where I am. That's why I'm still here. That's why I don't see myself going anywhere for the foreseeable future.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. That is great. And with that, we'll be right back with a debate between One one heart, one love. Excuse me. After last night performance, we're gonna do this again? That's yeah. Not tonight. I don't think so. <laughs> and make sure you close the door behind you.
0: <gasps> when I tell When yeah, I When I tell I rico fucking strong a I told you baby hey.
3: so shit cash
0: money my
1: Okay, I told y'all we were gonna get into some sports debates, so yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get to it. Are you all ready? I'm yeah. ready. Okay, who would you rather have on your team, Steph Curry or Allen Iverson?
2: Steph Curry. Mm. Allen Iverson's a warrior, loving to death, but Steph Curry's a four-time champion. He's the greatest shooter God ever created. His movement without the basketball is unparalleled. I mean, you had J.R. Smith on social media a few weeks ago talking about Matthew Dellavedova almost died because he was chasing him around that much. He had to go to our hospital, get more oxygen. All but Steph Curry, his movement without the basketball is what makes him just as lethal as his shooting ability without question is Steph Curry.
0: Well, but but what I'm saying is this, you don't think he's in a better situation than Allen Iverson? Well. Allen Iverson's who, Eric Snow. I've seen you say this on every McKee, yeah, he... he, he Ratliff, told, yeah. Come on, bro. Matomo. You say all this. You say Allen Iverson told you it's twenty-four seconds <laughs> on the clock. Okay. If you pass it around, but Tommy gets done back y'all there then, exactly. How do if Allen Iverson's assistant would go to state? You right. don't think
2: that he get run? the same chips? No, no, no. Because Steph Curry is the greatest shooter God ever created, and Iverson. Allen Iverson. Could not shoot like that. He was a scoring machine, but he was a volume shooter. Career 41% shooting from the field, about 32% from three-point range. Do you know that Steph Curry last year, first of all, 38% shooting from three-point range is really good. Do you know that Steph Curry last year when he shot 38% is the only season in his career where he shot less than 40% so from three? Some
0: a on defense. Yeah, a, well, what was Allen.
2: Now, I mean, I was Allen got like
0: stills.
2: He, he got stif- three tops. He got stills. Three tops. Fellas, y'all told He got, team 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 got three tops I, I respect team you, team. but yeah, if yeah, you yeah, put yeah. AI yeah. On, on Golden State, they get AI, AI would sit right here in this seat and tell you he would take Steph Curry over himself. He would tell you that. I'm but telling I gotta you I got to hear that. I don't believe anything. Not only that. I don't believe anything. As somebody that covered Allen Iverson every game of his career in Philadelphia, every game, Every AI game. with Clay AI, AI was the steals leader. AI was a steals leader because AI would be the first to tell you he couldn't guard anybody straight up. So he would roam and anticipate steals cuz he couldn't guard anybody straight up. But you he can't underestimate to though. steals. steals. So you can you, you I'm I'm like, like steals no. not a big no, deal. No, I think it matters. I think it matters. He, I'm just saying to you that Allen Iverson is phenomenal and great as he was, worthy of the Hall of Fame, a giant, a miniature giant as far as I'm concerned. He was not Steph Curry.
3: No, we're not saying he was, but if you put him on Golden State, they well,
2: would get five championships. I disagree. I disagree. You I have disagree. the right to believe I think, that. I think when <laughs> Golden State overcame Oklahoma City the year that Kevin Durant left, yep. they would go to Oklahoma City was up 3-1. Mm-hmm. If Allen Iverson with that team is down 3-1 to Kevin Durant at Westbrook, Oklahoma City wins that series.
0: You're using one series, man. I'm not using (laughs) one series. I
2: can give you more. I I can give you more. Stephen A. Stephen A. I I, I don't know about this. I
3: I really don't know about this. I I was was letting Cam talk. I don't know about (laughs) this, man. (laughs) He listen, did you listen, know. if you me. put AI at the top of that perimeter I don't blame with Clay
2: and the rest of the team that right. he had, it would right. be impossible to stop him. I'm telling you right now, Allen Ops, I'm not saying he wouldn't have won he rings. He took him
3: to the chip without any of I'm not, saying, I'm, I'm not of saying
2: he would have won rings. I'm saying that he would, well, first of all. He wouldn't have won a
3: ring? I want for to hear from no, the, you. No, he would
2: have won a ring. How many? How many? Not five. This is a better question. How many? No, murder, this is a better question. You take Steph
0: Curry and put him on that team that Allen Iverson took to the championship. Does Stuff Curry take that team to the championship? Yes.
2: Oh, Oh my goodness. See, it's something in that cup. (laughs) Check that cup. It's something in that cup. Can I tell you why? No. Covering the team, I saw what Larry Brown and Billy King did, and they looked at Allen Iverson's scoring ability, and they meticulously picked each spot. For people who would do their jobs and do everything else. So he could feel free to score. They did everything else. I'm not, I don't look at it as, yes, Allen Overson did lead the Philadelphia 70s with a scoring machine, he was a league MVP. He was absolutely sensational. I never missed a game. But I will tell you that when you look at Theo Ratliff and then he gets hurt and they go and they acquired the Kembe mm-hmm. when you look at Tyrone Hill, George Lynch, Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, all of these guys. Their jobs was to do specifically what they were brought there to do. And I'm saying to you, they would have freed Steph Curry up to simply shoot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. On and the because East Coast? Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the East Coast, they would have been
3: banging. Wait a minute. Course, wait banging, that, he
2: wouldn't have been able okay, to get okay, that Okay, so you're your- saying he would have been hurt. Yeah, he okay, been, then, he then was that's a different argument. No, no, I'm talking. Now we're not taking that guy. I'm talking. If you're healthy and you're on the court, his game, Allen Iverson's game, because of the way the team was constructed, mm-hmm. I believe that Steph Curry would have been Steph Curry, which means he would have shot better than 40 percent from three. He would have shot better than 47 percent from the field. I don't think Larry Brown would have let that
0: main three yeah. go up. Larry Brown that's, that's fair. You would have never I'm shot talking from, talking from the logo like that, right. that I would, with Larry I would, say,
2: Brown. I would say this to you. Steve Kerr was that type. Remember one of those highlights when Steph Curry dribbling? And, he and, he's, could, like, and he's like, no! Because Steph Curry is one of those rare breeds that you look at him, you're like, no, no! Oh. Oh. And Boy, you got to concede so. because his shooting is that great. He would have Larry Brain blood pressure too high to play. Yeah. I'm
1: going to let y'all agree to disagree, but now I'm going to give a list of basketball duos. I want you to tell me who you believe is the best and who you believe is the worst. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and LeBron and AD. Who's the best? Who's the worst?
2: For me, right now, it's Jokic and Murray because of what they're the doing. Best for to, you, I said right now. No, I'm saying because the, the the they're the your best. best out the best. I would right. tell you they're the best because their symmetry with one another is unparalleled. Clay has fallen off a touch. We got to acknowledge that. Do I believe he'll come back? Yes, but he's fallen off a little bit. Obviously. Tatum and Brown is something special. Here's the problem. They don't play together. They just wear the same uniform. They're not on both sides of the court feeding off of one another and capitalize off Mm -hmm. of each other's greatness. It's your turn. Do your thing. Okay, it's my turn. I do my thing. They don't work together. Jokic and Murray works together. But I would still put LeBron and Anthony Davis last for Mm -hmm. one reason and one reason only. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis misses too many damn games. Wow. That's my problem. I'm not talking skill. I'm talking about he's literally not reliable for consecutive games. In, out, in, out, in, out. At his best, they'd be number one. The problem is you can't rely on him game to game. That's why he has to be fourth.
3: What you think, Murdo? I think Tatum and Brown, their issue is that they're both great, but the offense should run through Jalen Brown. If I was the coach, I'd run it through Jalen Brown. I think the – the, the idea of them both playing together, because they're un, unsure of who should shoot the last mm-hmm. shot, a lot of times that's what break their offense up. Right. So would but you make you, them your worst? I would make them my worst. I okay. think
2: you're insane <laughs> to <laughs> say that Jalen Brown should. should have a number, be the number one option ahead of Jason Tatum. Yes. No one, you can't find an NBA person that would agree with you on that. And we love Jalen Brown. No, and that's okay. You can't find him. And that's okay. Right. But
3: that's why they keep losing. Because they're
2: doing the thing you believe. Well, how they keep losing? <laughs> they 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 within the Eastern Conference Finals, the last, they year of the finals last year, did the NBA Finals last year. Because they
3: keep going through Tatum, and Tatum is soft-hearted. He's very skilled, so when it comes down to eight game sevens, average yes, twenty-eight. Yes yes, 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 yes. Really? Talent, talent, and heart is two different things. Okay, we're watching that with Miami.
2: Jason Tatum is not soft, and he's, he's not devoid of heart. He's soft-hearted. He's not, he's not devoid of heart. It's Listen,
0: you know, you know what's funny? So I, the thing that's funny is that uh, me and Kevin Durant was talking. So I'm talking to Kevin Durant, and he's like boston is the most complete team mm-hmm. right this is uh this is our uh, first second round mm-hmm. and i said it's something about boston that when it's time exactly it's just that i don't trust them and he's like cam you don't know what you're talking about they're the most complete outside I, I, I think they are but when it's time i don't know what it is you got jalen brown pardon me jason tatum who breaks larry bird's records and this that and the third and this, he just beat more 50 games well who would you rather have larry bird or jason tatum
2: well, the answer to that was Larry the same Bird. thing that I, people used to ask me about LeBron James just, or Larry Bird. I used to be like this: LeBron James for the first forty-six minutes, give me Bird for the last two. So you are saying. And that's got to do with heart. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Well, not, but no, but shooting ability too. You're it's saying like, that you have Jason
0: Tatum for the first forty-six. I know you said LeBron, but you're using that same equation with Jason Tatum for the first forty-six minutes for, right? for Larry Bird.
2: No, we'll have a question. Larry oh, Bird was okay. clutch. Larry okay. Bird was clutch. But I'm
0: talking about you. Don't want him for
2: the whole game. No, 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 no. I'm saying for me, not Larry Bird for the whole game, no.
0: Oh, come no, on. You that's say, what he's saying. You're man. basically saying you take Tatum over Larry Bird. For the first 46 minutes. Here. Oh, no, come okay, on. Okay, let no. me ask
2: they you a question. Wait, we'll have to. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> no. no, no. No, no, We'll, we'll say, have, to, no, get no. No, no. We'll have to get into that nice. another
1: day. We'll have to get into that another day.
3: Come on, now we're wild. What do you, think happens? We'll what do you think happens in the last couple of minutes? What does that have to do with Pressure
2: mounts. Pressure have to do it hard. Pressure pressure, pressure mounts. I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is Jason Tatum has had moments where he's shown up under those lights. Not at the biggest lights. And other times he hasn't. But Game 7 is a Game 7, bro, and you go to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, you go to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Semifinals, and you drop 51. You do that last year in the postseason, you drop 46 in the closeout Game 6, you down 3-2, you go on the road to Milwaukee, you drop 46 against Giannis, that stuff matters. What I'm saying to you, however, is that if you show up sometimes and you don't show up other times, you just don't have it. It's not a matter of heart. It's a matter of heart when you don't show up at all. Now, I don't like saying this, but a James Harden would be an example. Like, yo, you've had ample opportunities to show up with a closeout game on the line. You're about to get sent home and you show up and he hasn't repeatedly. That's not Jason Tatum. In, out, in, out, in, out. So it's not a matter of heart because you show up sometimes and other times you have it. Oh, it's you inconsistent.
0: Have it. It's just inconsistency. I'm going with Larry Bird. I don't care what about it. Just, just Larry Bird get them championships. Yeah. Larry Bird to say, look, I'm better than you. I'm going to play you. Larry Bird was sensational.
2: Larry Bird was sensational. But I do think that at times he was a defensive liability. And so what I'm saying to you is that I know what he can do. But physically, mm-hmm. he would – elevate himself in pressure moments. Mm-hmm. He couldn't sustain it physically over the course of 48 minutes. So you're basically
0: mm-hmm. saying I know the best ability is availability mm-hmm. but we're just using and that primetime healthy Larry Bird. Then I would pick
2: Larry Bird okay. over Jason that, 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 yeah. there we, That's what I'm saying. That, I don't there have a problem go. with that but I'm looking go. at it over the course of the game team? and what you physically can and can't mm-hmm, do. Yeah. And then in certain situations, you're looking at hard. James Harden has earned the reputation for people to question. I mm-hmm. don't call him a choke artist and stuff like yes. that. But there are other people who have. Mm-hmm. He's kind of earned that scrutiny because every time you're waiting for him to show up in those pressure moments, he has not Yeah, gotcha. And, and that's the problem.
1: And then before we wrap, what's your best and worst duo?
2: Uh... Listen,
0: uh I've degree with Stephen A. I like Joker and Murray. I was really with Clay and Steph until this year. Yeah. My argument with a lot of people was that Clay Thompson been to the last his last six years playing, he's been in the championship, win or lose. The two years that go to state didn't go to the championship, he didn't play. So my argument with everybody is like, I don't care. Because when when Clay Thompson plays, he's in the championship. This year, he yeah, like Stephen, like Stephen A said, he just uh he doesn't look the same, so I'm going to give him another year, and then I'm going to be like, what's going on? But right. I have to agree with the best is the joke at Murray right now.
1: Okay. Again, Stephen A., thank you thank so you, much we for appreciate being you,
2: here. Man. Thank yes. you for coming by, appreciate man. Me. We appreciate you. man. Happy yes. to do it. Thank you.
1: And make sure to hashtag it is what it is and let us know your thoughts on the Stephen A. interview. We'll be right back. Call this thing about toxic. Four years and counting, got you feeling like an option. Maybe I'm my own problem, babe. She's tired of hearing I don't
0: know
1: what's happening. Me won't fall. Oh, oh oh, dealing with this thing called trust, but she really thinking about. She wanna be free. My hands will be free. Hell, I don't wanna see her walk away. Hey. I, I wish somebody told me the rules. Disagreements let her win, then it's, cool. it's cool. Even
3: when I'm right, to see.
1: Welcome back. Kim Kardashian wore a shirt taunting her sister, Kendall Jenner's starting five picks with a t-shirt of her (laughs) ex-boyfriends. She's wearing a shirt titled Kendall starting five with her exes, Jordan Clarkson, Kuz, Ben Griffin, Ben Simmons and Devin Booker. What are your thoughts?
3: That's a crazy starting five. I think the bitch
0: got a lot of all fucking dastity, <laughs> bitch. You started off fucking Ray J. Why do people ignore that? Now you are gonna torture sister like she got mad, nigga. She got it from you, bitch. Yo, you fuck Reggie Bush, with is t T-shirt to be, yeah, I'll teach her to be crazy T-shirt to she- be now, crazy. That's T-shirt be crazy. Now i this just all fun and games with her sister because listen, your, your starting five consists of athletes and entertainers. First of all, we got the head coach Ray J. We got Reggie Bush. Then she made that basketball <laughs> player wasn't shit. Then she found out he yeah. wasn't shit and curved that nigga. Then yeah. she started fucking with another athlete. Then she got with mm-hmm. Kanye and had kids. Got into an argument with Kanye. Rushed the fuck with Pete Davidson. Bitch, your lineup is up as well, too. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve, man. At least Kendall- She's Ke- global. Yeah, there you go. She's global. Yeah, she's very global. But don't act like your sister ain't see you do this shit first, bitch.
1: Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Stay tuned for the yeah. next. And as always, it is what it is.
0: What you want, nigga? Everything nigga super size. Super super next like when they doing them 2 for 5, two for five. in the drive through in the black